Well, this evening, I welcome Matt Parsons to the sofa to chat about his faith journey as we explore the gifts of the Spirit within the, um, the focus of ki- kindness, say kindness, kindness and goodness. So welcome, Matt. Thank you, Julia. Thank you for joining me here, being brave enough to sit on the same side as me. Not the same sofa, but the same chairs. <laughs> I'm hoping not too much bravery is going to be required. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, well see what jo- happens. Well, you joined our ministry team last October mm-hmm. for a period of 12 months. Okay, yeah. so far, yeah. More or less. Um, so, for the benefit of those people listening to us on yes. the podcast, yeah. on the Yates and Froomside podcast, mm-hmm. which is on uh, Froomside Churches Together. No, I feel it like that. I have to check on that one. Uh, but it's a website anyway, so mm-hmm. we need to, to in, uh, welcome those people that have been listening to us on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you like to share or explain um, what your involvement is here in Froomside? I would be happy to. Thank you. Um, so I'm here um, as part of a ministry experience scheme run by Bristol Diocese. Uh, ministry experience schemes are run by various dioceses around the country. Um, Bristol runs one too and as far as I understand it, it's an opportunity for younger people, I think between 18 to 30, is that right Malcolm? It's nodding at me. It's 18 to 30. Um, to spend a year in a church setting, more or less full time, Um, and get a real experience of what real ministry is is all about and what it's like um, with the hope to discerning some sort of vocation to some sort of ministry. It doesn't have to be ordained ministry, but some sort of ministry within the Church of England. Right, so talk to you personally. What do you hope to achieve? What do I hope to achieve? Um, Well, I hope to be of some use, I guess, um, to to Malcolm and the ministry team and obviously the wider congregations yeah. of uh, our four parishes. Um, on a more personal level, um, I <coughs> hope to have a clearer idea of what God is calling me to. Right, so it's a time of discernment for you. Yes. Yes, yeah. thank, you, thank you. So you're obviously a skilled musician. Thank you. Right. Don't so, know you got that from that, but great. <laughs> well, what can you play the guitar and what you shared before? So, in your view, how important is worship and daily devotions to you? In terms of music, in, in as yes, part of those yes. things. Um, I don't actually know if I use music daily. I do, uh, I do feel it's missing, I think, when, um, when you have, a, for instance, a said communion. Um, I like singing. Um, I think there's probably a reason why singing is is the thing that we do in church. I think it can be quite a spiritual thing. I think if you're if you're singing properly, it should be almost effortless. There's a type of singing that you can do where you're doing all the work and you're working very very hard to sort of force air out. But if you're singing properly, it should be around sort of just letting the air move in and out of you, you're controlling obviously your, your vocal cords and, and shaping what that sounds like, but there's a sense that you're, you're a vessel for something that's sort of bigger than you, and I think that can help us understand, I think, a bit of what it's like to be a vessel for God's loving action, um, mm. and to learn that actually 
if we do if we try really hard and to to do everything it often the effect is much much worse than if we sort of let ourselves be vessels for breath or <coughs> right right yes that's quite a deep expression actually so is that from your own experience or is that through training um i have had some some vocal tuition which is probably where i picked up that idea from um but also yes a lot of experience of of really straining my voice um and wondering why isn't this sounding good i'm, I'm sort of trying as hard as i can but uh, and then learning that i was just going about it completely the wrong way oh yeah that's very helpful actually hmm. thank you so would you say your faith journey has grown through church involvement or within other experiences probably a bit of both mm-hmm. um and uh, on the flip side probably both have also probably been bumps in the road in terms of my faith journey as I'm, I'm sure we can um, understand I grew up in uh, the Church of England my mum was a church warden um, it was it was a little bit, it was probably most like St Michael's of our four parishes, probably most like St Michael's although I know they're not, they're not really that different, different when we consider the breadth of the Church of England. Yes. In my teens, I went to a more sort of evangelical, soft, charismatic church. Still within the C of E, guys, though, don't worry. Um, <laughs> and then I stopped going to church altogether. Um, I, by the time I got to university, I called myself an atheist. Um, that was all fine. Got into the world of work. That was all going quite well. And then in my mid-twenties, well, two things happened. I think I'd been sort of wondering, is, is this it? I think going to work and, you know, doing all the things you're supposed to do and thinking, surely, surely I can't just, this can't just be it for the rest of my life. Um, and I also met my wife. And I think those two things were catalysts for me uh, rediscovering my faith and coming back to church. So, would you like to share a little bit more about your church involvement? Because you, you've been in different churches, haven't you, yes. in Bristol? Yes. So, when I was first coming back to church, um, I became involved with a small service called Foundation, which was meeting at Cotton Parish Church at the time. Um, and I think it actually it was a little bit like the service, and this is a bit of a plug. The service that we're beginning in will be beginning in March at St Michael's, a uh, more sort of contemplative, reflective service. So do come along to that if that's your cup of tea, listeners at home, and, and all of yes. you. Um, yes, there was a focus on silence. Um, there were a lot of candles. Um, there wasn't any singing actually that I really recall. Um, there's quite a good sense of community as well actually and it um even though it was quite small there people yeah seemed to have a real relationship with one another and and did things like go to the pub after the service which you could do because it was in the evening um yes that was good and then after a time i found that i was after something bit more wanting to be more involved in in church life and um, at that point I started going to Bristol Cathedral which I suppose is probably an odd choice for wanting to get a bit more involved in church life but it honestly was the closest one to us so we just walked down the hill um, 
and I went there for a couple of years. Um, that was great. I, the, the music there is fantastic. If you like choral singing and just really good Anglican liturgical worship, I, I mean, certainly not anywhere better in Bristol, I would think. Maybe All Saints um, Clifton, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then I came here. <laughs> it's, it's really nice I, I have to say um, it's really because both of those are quite distinct forms of church and I'm not saying this is sort of run of the mill but it, it's nice to be in something that feels more sort of on the ground, more earthy more sort of everyday and yeah I, yeah, I really like it good, right so <laughs> Now, our theme for this evening is kindness and goodness, as mm-hmm. I shared at the beginning. So, how have you seen that in your work? And I'm going to move to the faith journey because I can see you're, okay. you're edging on that. Right. So, I'd like, I think we'd all be interested to see and hear what your experience has been of in kindness the workplace and kindness work. and goodness. Mm. Yes. Well, my first job out of university was at Dyson. Um, who make the expensive vacuum cleaners and hand dryers and things like that Um, and that was quite a corporate environment so kindness was quite noticeable when when you came across it Um, and I think what what kindness always seems to have to me is is an element of it's always slightly gratuitous I think I think you always think well you didn't have to do that or you went slightly out of your way to do that or actually you know, I haven't finished this piece of work on time and that probably is going to affect you and you're going to have to have a difficult conversation with someone else, but you've, you've not sort of laid into me about that and, I, and that's really, I really appreciate that, basically. Um, then I went to work for a Christian charity called Crisis Centre Ministries um, and the environment was quite different there. It was obviously much smaller. Uh, faith was a big part of how they organized themselves and we had prayer every day when we went to work um, and people were generally just a bit nicer to each other as I'm sure I'm sure you're probably all reassured to hear um, thinking particularly of one example um, was when I was actually volunteering in in the wild goose which is one of the projects that the charity runs um, and for those of you that aren't aware it's it's like a soup kitchen people can come in uh, if they're homeless or just hard up um, and get a hot meal and a hot drink and somewhere to sit and eat. Um, and I remember that evening, I was really, really intent on, on doing my role really, really well. Um, I was sort of whizzing about the place, collecting plates and, and getting them to the dishwasher and um, uh, being a bit of a job's worth, basically. And um, one of the guests sort of pulled me aside and he said, you, you, can't, you can't act like that in here, sort of rushing around and sort of scanning the place looking for, for dirty plates and things like that because we, we won't trust you. You basically look, you look too, I don't know, sketchy, I, I suppose. Oh, yeah. um, and at the time I thought, oh, okay. Uh, and I went away and thought about it. Um, and it stayed with me ever since and that was a few years back and I always remember now especially when I'm out the front not to rush around but and and the most important thing in there isn't the dirty plates and it's not the the sort of job that I'm there to do it's it's the people that are in there and I take myself take things a lot 
more slowly. I take myself a lot less seriously now, which I think helps. Um, but I always remember that because he, he could have reacted very, very differently. Um, but he took the time to call me over and, and not make an example out of it or anything, but just to say, if you, if you carry on like that, things probably won't go that well. Uh, but if you change, then you know, yeah, we, we, really we can trust example. you. Thank you, yeah. Matt. Yeah, I think that's a good reminder to all of us, actually. <coughs> We're rushing around doing good things. <laughs> that actually goodness mm. is shown in simple ways, isn't it, really? Mm. It's caring and listening to people. Yes, and so that involvement that you had, mm-hmm. the Wild Goose Crisis Centres, how did that, did that develop your faith in God? Or did it not really have any involvement with that? It is a Christian community, isn't it? Christian charity. Yeah, it's a Christian charity. Um, I think it did. I think when you get involved with work like that, and I'm sure anyone that's that's volunteered there will will have come up against this. Um, also, you, I think, you really have to face the 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 issue um, in this case of of homelessness. Um, mm. You, you, there's nowhere, nowhere to look away um, and that can be very very difficult and you can have these sort of ideals about how easy it might be if you know, everyone just showed each other some love or some kindness and then you sort of meet a real person who's experiencing homelessness and you begin to understand some of the depth of the issues that they're facing um, and things just reveal themselves to be a lot more complicated yes. um, than you first thought. And I think I think your faith has to go through that. It has to be able to not sort of shift things into easy black and white. Um, everything becomes a lot more grey, I suppose. Um, and you... It's quite humbling as well because you realise how little you can do, I think, but also how worthwhile that little bit you can do is worth doing. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And don't forget, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and on Twitter. And we'll also find us on Instagram. Oh, yes, Instagram, yes. And on our website, which is yateparish.org. Don't forget, this is an interactive show, so we really value your comments. So put your comments on SoundCloud or any other platform that you're listening to, and we'll get back to you. And we look forward to joining you next time.